Welcome to Games Overboard. I'm PJ. I'm Dan. It's been a while. Yeah, sorry about the hiatus, guys. It's just been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, that's all I got for you. That's all you got yep. for me? All right, have uh, a great week, everyone. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did an exciting game tonight called uh, Red Rising, which is based on a book trilogy. Yep. And it's actually, uh, I was reading the, the beginning of the uh, uh, instruction booklet, mm-hmm. and Jamie Stegmeier, um, who of course has the creator of Stonemeyer Games, he has a little blurb about it saying uh, it was his favorite book book series you know he he started reading it when it came out in 2014 he's just absolutely mesmerized by this by yeah, he's this like story. i really hope y'all enjoy this game because i you know like <laughs> he's like this has been a dream of mine and uh yeah i just love he he said as soon as he finished the first book he contacted the author he's like can i have the rights for the game <laughs> and the author was like eh, no yeah, <laughs> but uh, in a, like in your a enthusiasm. Blog, <laughs> in, in a blog, he said like there were probably like game rights, but because like Universal has the rights to the movie. Of course, Universal. I buys think it's the Universal. Rights. Universal buys the rights to like just about anything the second it comes out if they yeah. think it's going to be big. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Universal, but uh, you guys know my gripe with Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, so he thinks that like they probably got an all-encompassing uh, deal, deal, but then that deal ran out because a couple years later he asked again, and sure enough, the tabletop rights were available. Well, that's cool. Uh, you know, probably because they didn't get, they weren't fast enough to get like a script something to the table. Or, yeah, because yeah. uh, those you only have like so long of a shelf life on that before it's cut. You're done. Like you've got. You had your chance, and you couldn't come up with anything mm-hmm. viable. Yeah, and that may have just been something that they put in. You you only have like two years, two or three years, you know. Yep. Like Which, Sony and Spider Man movies, right? You know, like they only or no Fox and X Men. Fox and X Men. Yeah, they had like five years. I think it was before they you know to make a movie, or else they'd lose the rights to it. Right, uh, and that's why they came out with um, First Class. Yeah, first class, and that's why they they kept coming up with uh, all those other the Wolverine spinoffs, right? You know, those movies were <laughs> they could have been so good. The potential is there, but uh, you know, we should Wolverine like, has such great backstories. We should do a podcast of just movies. Um, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, you know, my buddy JB and I were actually talking about doing one, and we still want to do one when he finally like gets off. You know, doing over the road trucking and stuff, mm-hmm. and sit down and we can actually talk about this stuff. Um, anyway, completely off topic there for a second. Sorry, guys. Um, this game. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of it? I like it. So we talk about, and we go back to this game quite a bit, Dune. Um, how it's that. Dune Imperium. Yeah, Dune Not Imperium. Dune. Sorry, Dune Imperium. The Dune's a different that's game. That's a different one. But how it's that. Um, resource gathering type of like you have to think ahead and this is the same thing but you really have to plan and play the long game uh we played with two other people and the only reason at the end of the game you and i came out as first and second place is because we got honestly i think we just got lucky with how our <laughs> strategies worked. Yeah. Um, you really have to think of think of the long game when it comes to this one. It's very not very it's more cerebral than mm-hmm. than and, Dune Imperium or even some of the other Stegmeyer games that we've played. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because it's so simple to play. It it's it's a Stegmeyer game. Yeah, but you know? even compared to like other Stonemeyer games, like this one is like the actual Part of the rule book where it talks about gameplay is smaller than the, the palm of my hand. Oh, yeah. You know, like the actual playing the game is so easy to learn because literally this is what it is. The board has four planets on it. All you do is you play a card down on one of those four planets. And the, the card has what's called a deployability. So you get that ability. Once you do that, you pick up a card from one of the other three places and you get the ability from that place. That's the game. Like, yeah, literally. That's literally, that's, that's the it. game. Um, 
you don't get to choose who you are, like what house that you are out of the, what is it, <clears throat> six, six that are available to you. Um, it's yeah, it's a blind shuffle. You just pick a card, and that's what you get. Mm-hmm. And every one of these cards, of course, every house has their own very special, unique ability, and they're very oriented towards a certain goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, a lot of these things, if you read the book series, I have not. Uh, I know you said I you read the it. first book, and I'm six chapters in the book, too. Okay. Um, I just did the quick synopsis and everything, but I was picking up things like, oh, that's why that's that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's why these – oh, this is why this card is like this. So for those of you who don't know the whole thing of Red Rising, it's dystopian future. We've colonized other planets, and the and there are fourteen different ladders to this hierarchy, right? And they're all color coded. Yeah. So <laughs> reds are at the bottom, gold is at the top, and they're then there's the a wide array of everything in between. Right. And the way that it's described, and the way that you described it to me as well, is like the 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 reds are basically the slave labor but they don't know that they're slave yeah they labor. don't know like it starts off following a character darrow he is a miner they mine helium in uh the depths of mars never seen the sun before uh things like that and they're told that they are mining mars for the good of humanity like earth is you know like out of resources so they are the 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 main squad of, of people who are out in Mars terraforming it, getting it ready to save humanity. <laughs> when humanity is already colonized, like countless, countless planets. planets, yeah, like Jupiter and all this other stuff, <laughs> and like they're physically different, right? They're like taller and stronger. <clears throat> yeah, the golds right? are like yeah designed to be bigger, stronger, faster, yeah, and all that than reds who are smaller because they have to live in caves right, right. underground and everything um, so like the story itself is fascinating um from what i've read i i really do want to borrow that book from you and read it uh but it's got a whole bunch of element elements of some of our favorite stories and and video games yeah, like, uh, like uh what what was it uh red faction, red faction the video game uh my god we played red faction when it came out oh my gosh, uh, so god, good. what was it early Two that was it two thousand two two thousand one two thousand two like that game was so cool it was the one of the first games with fully destructible environments because yep. that's what you do you're mining and you that's what it is you're on Mars and you're mining yeah, so you can like just make tunnels into the wall and stuff like, that. <laughs> like you don't want to go after something like you don't want to go the way the game says just tunnel yeah. around it you know and, <laughs> yeah like and without spoiling much from the book like this. The book is also very much Ender's Game, which is one of my favorite sci-fi books. Yeah, uh, just reading the synopsis, I picked up on that. I picked up on Ender's Game. I picked up on, because um, we talked about this, what else? Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games was one, because, you know, like, people competing for food, because, like, the miners would compete, and whoever mined the most helium, they'd get more food that year. Right. Or that month, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, and, like, it's it, very dystopian, very sci-fi, like, really, really cool series. And this game feeds right into it. And yeah. Jamie Stegmeyer, if you're listening, like... He won't be. He doesn't I, listen to his I reviews. know. But, you know, <laughs> if we ever get lucky enough one day. Uh, this is a great representation of that story. It really is. Yeah. So let's start off with... Well, first I want to say the book, the writing is fine. It's pr- It's like... <laughs> it, it feels like a young adult book in the way it's written. Well, it not it? I don't know, because, like, they deal with some pretty heavy stuff. Like, there's multiple instances, like, mentions of rape. Oh, well, you know, like that's, that. like, teenager <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say this is not middle school. This is, like, teenager. This is, like, high this school This is something stuff. for a teenager to read. Young adult, yeah, high school Yeah, because, like, the writing is, it's all right. I've definitely seen better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, man, this is your favorite book series? Okay. But having said that, like let's let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk this, about the game, the, now. like the game and everything. So the game really feeds right into this. I mean, first of all, the cover art is so cool. Yep. Um, and uh, let's say it was designed by Jamie Stegmaier and Alexander Schmidt. So he, he co-designed this. He one. co-designed this one. Okay. And from what I read in the blog, uh, like again, he's been wanting to make this game for a long time. When you know, like 
in you have to reread the book and he was playing fantasy realms with alexander schmidt and that's when it hit him mm. and because i have had heard from other reviews that this game is very similar to fantasy realms so, okay. and uh, a lot of people are like I'd rather just play Fantasy Realms because then I don't need to read the book series to understand the game. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. Like, even just reading a quick synopsis that I did, and I read the, the synopsis of not just one book but the entire trilogy, which is honestly, go on to Wikipedia, guys. It's a really quick read. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I was reading yeah, it while if, they if were finishing up the game. Yeah, if you don't mind, like, having the story here. spoiled for you like, and all that, like, I, just do that. You know you can't spoil things for me. What movie did... Um, you, Jared, and I went to go see a film. He told me the ending. And I was like, oh, why'd you tell me that? And we watched it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, geez, he told me that, and I completely forgot. <laughs> it's like, you can't spoil things for me. I don't care. You know, I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, after reading that quick synopsis, like, the way the game plays and the way these cards are, because you have a plethora of different colors for the cards, you can see why these certain colors... Um, have the abilities yeah. and have the actions that they do. Yeah. Cause um, at the end of the game, you want your hand to be as compatible with the, like all the cards to mesh with all the other cards. Right. And so like, you know, the golds won't be with other golds or whites, you know, they don't want to be with reds and the reds don't want to be with these cards and, right. you know, so on and, and so forth. And then you get forth. some that say, I'll be, um, I'm fine with reds and I'm fine with this, you know, but uh, not this specific but guy. Right. And I don't want, <laughs> and that's why, that's what got me. That's what. That's the only reason I got saved at the end to get those points. Um, so each of these uh, cards that you get, well, let's just go through it real quick. You get a, yep. a hand of, what is it, five? five. Uh, so it's pretty normal deck builder right off the bat. You get, you know, five cards uh, completely at random. So you don't get one mm -hmm. specific color. The only color that's specific to you is what planet or house that you're going to be. Yep. And that um, has its own special ability. That's right. Everybody has their own special ability. For example, I was uh, Jupiter, and uh, these guys are all about space travel. You know, they want to they want to get as far as they as they can, as fast as they can. Uh, another group uh, wants to do nothing but gain knowledge and influence and everything. So they've got a specific sect that they go that they go to that they can, you know, get that ability to gain knowledge and stuff. The institute. Um, which one did you have? I was House Apollo, Apollo and okay. um, the Arch Governor of Mars is from Apollo. Okay. So <clears throat> we got I my group got to go first and last. That's right. That's right. You get that extra turn at the end of the game. Yep. Um, you know, so you've got these factions that you can play as that have these certain abilities that'll push you further to your end game. Now, the way that you win this is really interesting so it's either you have to one player has to have what is it it's it's three yeah there are three different win conditions that have to activate it's having seven influence or higher right seven influence or higher seven space travel or higher yep and or having seven, seven cards in your hand right no seven helium seven helium so that's you guys right. so when you go to a certain planet and you pick up a card from that planet as your discard and, and recard, that's when you get the resources from whatever planet yeah. you know you're on. Um, and helium, like comes in the from book, Mars, comes from Mars. That's what you're mining. So if you stockpile on that, you're you're golden. But it's not an end all be all. Yeah. Um, because it's either that or two people have to get the same goal. Yeah. Yeah, because like for the end game triggers. It's not one person gets all three of those. It's three people gets one of those. So, like, if I get the helium, you get the... Um, I got the space travel. The space travel, and then someone else got the institute. Yeah, uh, I got, then, got the knowledge. Yeah, so, so like, then each one of us had achieved one of those benchmarks. Right. Or if one person gets two of those, t you know, on their own. That's what it is. That's right. Then uh, the end game triggers. So your end game goes through and then you know you've got your little symbol that tells you how much uh how many points basically and at the end of the game you just add up all your points now you got to be careful because you can get screwed really bad if you have cards that are incompatible with each other yeah if you end the game before your hand is ready for it exactly and that's something that we talked about like is it seems to be pretty common in Stonemeyer games. So, like, <laughs> you know, ending the game before you're before ready you're for it. Yeah. 
Um, and that's what Jack always does when we play with uh, your brother-in-law. It's always he he doesn't care. He just wants to end the game as fast as he possibly can. And just because. Race to the finish line. Pretty much. Like, slow down, man. Enjoy. So, he, and it was funny because he pushed that along. And I was like, fine, you do that. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to try and, you know, push my goal further. Yeah. Uh, now, like I said, at the beginning of this, it's a very cerebral game. You really have to have an idea of how you're going to play things out. Yeah, you need a plan. But be careful because any player can screw up that plan <laughs> big time, and it doesn't even take a whole lot. It just takes someone going, oh, hey, that's a card that I want on that planet. I'm going to lay down here and take yeah. that card. And then you go. Or I just want that play in its ability, so I'm just going right. to take that card. Or I'm just going to take that card just because I want the ability. Yep. And it, you're, it can totally throw you off. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you threw off my game by doing something I know. like that. I was like, mm. oh, you're a jerk. Um, but the game itself, very easy to mm-hmm. play. Everything, and this is what I like about about Stonemeyer games, is just about everything you need to know is on the cards in front of you. I, I love that so much. Like, And if it's not, there's a reference card nearby that you can look at. I love the reference cards. Um, Stonemeyer games are great at putting that. And I know we just sound like we're singing praises to, to, to Jamie and everything. But no, it's really smart. And I see a lot of other games that do it as well. And they do mm-hmm. it masterfully. Uh, some of our favorite games do it. Like uh, uh, our Cthulhu games. Um do that really well. Yeah, Death May Die. Death May Die does that really well. It just so, you know, you're going to forget. Yep. Even if you've played it over and over and over again, sometimes like, ah, oh, I haven't played this in a while. What do I do again? Oh, yeah, here it is. Yep. Uh, our our legendary games, you know, our deck builders has the same thing. If it's not a card, it's printed there on your board. Like, on the board, Okay, yeah. by the way, this is what you do next, and this is next, and this is next, and now you repeat, <clears throat> rinse and repeat. Even uh, we also played... Godzilla, which a review for that's coming soon. Coming soon. But, um, like, usually a lot of games do this, and Godzilla did it too, where the whole back page of the instruction book is just a breakdown of the phases. Right. And what to do, like, first do this, and then do this, and then, you know, I just love when game designers do that. I just love it so much. You don't have to go flipping through a book. You can just be like, oh, this is next. Oh, this is what's next. Oh, this is nice. Uh, so let's talk about quickly these components on this game. Yep. There's not a lot, guys. You get a board. Ten plastic blocks, a little plastic ship. Mm-hmm. The sovereign token, which is a little plastic trophy-looking thing. Yep. And the first player marker, which is a plastic crescent moon. Yeah, that's right. And the helium tokens. Yep. And everything else is color-coded to your group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest is just the massive deck. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, this thing is big. I think it's like 152 cards, but they're like oversized cards. They are. And they're really nice. 112 cards. 112. So the the cards, in my opinion, I think they look great. The artwork, yeah. not even just the, like, the face of them, but even the back of the cards look really nice. Oh, yeah, right. They look so, like if I had a deck of playing cards that had that kind of finish... I would be afraid to play with them. I wouldn't want to ruin them. They're, they're really nice. That linen finish. Yeah, and these the artwork on it is so cool. Yeah, um, really I like cool I said, artwork. I've only I only did a synopsis, but you really get an idea for like what these characters are, and these are characters from these books mm-hmm. that you get to. Some you know, of them use. look exactly how I pictured. Some look nothing like how I pictured. Well, you're gonna get that, like the character um, dancer. I pictured him looking like. Um, Brian Cranston, like uh, well, which Brian older, Cranston? older Brian, older Cranston. Brian Cranston. Okay. Um, pr- more particularly from uh the new show that he's in, The Judge. Okay. No, Your Your Honor. Your it's Honor. called. Uh, like big bushy beard and you know, okay. and, stuff like that. <laughs> and like kind of scraggly looking, like wild, well, okay. wild hair, all over the place. That's a and, big step uh, up from you know being bald because of cancer and Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> And then when I pulled up the dancer when we were playing today, and he had a bushy beard, and he was gray all over. I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, like, But he looked a little cleaner than I than expected, expected dancer mm-hmm, to look. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the one that I thought was great, some of these gold ones, who was it? The Jackal. I just looked at him, uh, you know, your typical, like, douchebag prep boy. Oh, he is such a piece of shit. I mean, that's exactly too. what yeah, he, he looks like. He's such a piece of shit. And, and the cards got it, I think, pretty well. Like, yeah. he, he looks like he looks like that quintessential 80s douchebag. You know, <laughs> the blonde hair. Um, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He He looks like someone you just want to punch in the face. Yeah. You know, I think of... Um, um, I can't even remember the guy's name from the Karate Kid. The first, the the first movie from the eighties. Yeah. Not this stupid crap with what's his nut Smith. Jaden is that his name? Sure. Moving off topic, on. Off topic. Okay. Moving on. Um, I wonder if these. I wonder if our listeners listen just so we can get off topic. I. I, I, I know, right? I, hey guys, if you're listening, we don't hear from you. We don't. I'm so, this is such no, a one-sided relationship. It is. Um, give us your <laughs> feedback. Do you like us going off topic this much? If not, say, hey, guys, shut up and focus on the game. Or, you know. Channel listen to our nice. uh, E3 discussion. I'm like, you? You uh, listen what's, what's going on here? <laughs> I haven't even listened to our E3 discussion. I don't want to hear my voice again. I have to edit. I'm so sorry. You get to time. hear me all the time. That's know, horrible. Oh uh, gosh! But so there is a collector's edition of this game. Yes, so. yes. Um, we were sent the standard one because uh, Stonemaier Games they don't like sending collector's editions of games to reviewers. That's fine because That's absolutely fine. Yeah, because uh, they learned that some reviewers will not make it explicit that they have the deluxe edition, and so then people feel misled when they go out and buy the regular one and don't get the deluxe components. Ah, uh, yes. So, I, I understand I, that. It's wise. Like, And if you believe in your game, then you should feel confident giving the standard version to your reviewers. Exactly. And getting good reviews, you know? Right. And uh, so, I, I, I say, yeah, props to him. Shush. So... <laughs> There is a deluxe edition, but uh, I watched the Dice Towers review years ago when the game first came out. Because um, the reason why I didn't own it sooner is because they... They a, weren't very nice about it? Well, A, they um, weren't very nice about the deluxe edition. I think I'm going to try one of these cookies now. What are they called? <laughs> the da, Dopolino. Dutch. Kush. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, off topic again. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so um, the deluxe components. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> the deluxe components. <laughs> as Dan chews a cookie. Okay. <laughs> Please edit that out. Nope. I'm staying in there. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> I gotta get home to my girlfriend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> deluxe components. Uh, all the cubes, instead of plastic, are metal. Washing it down with tea. <laughs> No, go ahead. We'll wait. <laughs> Is it good? I don't know. I can't drink it. <laughs> the sovereign token is also metal, which is pretty neat. Uh, there's it's a metal as hell. There's a really cool insert. I love the insert to the box, but apparently the insert sucks. Oh, accor geez. According to Dice Tower. Um, <laughs> I love the insert. It's yeah, like I love the idea of it because like it, each player has like a little spot in the insert where all their stuff goes. Okay, and so it's easy to just look at the you know you open a box and it's easy to see where everything goes and where. Oh, that's really know. neat. That's yeah. nice. Uh, but I don't know. I guess like things just get loose in there pretty easily. I don't know. They didn't go into specifics as to why the insert isn't good. Uh, but with the metal tokens, like the yellow and the gold look very similar to each other. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Apparently even like with the cards, um, 
the like something maybe with our cards too i don't know but but dice tower said that the cards um in the studio with like lights on them they could see through the backs of the cards to what the card was on the other side oh yeah it's a good thing we're always doing this in a dimly lit basement i know right (laughs) (laughs) so i thought that was interesting that they're like they said like Buy the regular version. Do not oh. spend the extra money on the deluxe one. So, well, I gotta say, I really like the deluxe. Or not the deluxe. Sorry, I like the regular version. I the really components like in this are great. I they're like, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, the cards are great. The plastic pieces feel good. Yeah, they don't feel cheap or chintzy. They feel like uh, it feels like a well put together, well thought out, and cared yeah. for game. And at the end of the day, this is a card game. Right. All that really matters is the quality of the cards. Exactly. And they are fantastic. Definitely. Let's get on to our favorite moments, I guess. We've pretty much. Yeah, well, what works and what doesn't work. Right. That's it. Is next in the. Hey, it's uh, been a while. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. You're out of practice. Um, What works? You know what? Just everything on that card, having those rules and those special abilities laid out for you right on the The reference card. Not just the reference card. Oh, yeah. Just the the layout of the card. Yeah. Just the cards themselves. Each card. They are fantastic. I mean, if you get confused, which I'm sure you're going to first first glance at them, you're going to yeah, get confused. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, because, it, it, like, there's a lot it's of information. a lot of information. And so your brain kind of shuts down at first because you're like, oh, my God, there's a lot going on here. Until you just take it one line at a time and, like, oh, okay, this, this makes a lot more sense, you know. Yeah, um, but all of that, and it tells you. Uh, uh, this is how you end your turn in a normal play fashion. This is how to end your turn. You get all that, you know, on your reference card, mm-hmm. but on the cards themselves, uh, they say specific things like, Hey, you can put this card and take any color that you want and bring it over to this deck and bring it on top. But if it's a certain color card, if it's a gold card or a red card, you can take that card too. Yeah. So now you've taken that card as well as the card you originally laid down, and now it's like, cool, you're 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 not done now. Your turn's not done. You still have to discard. Mm-hmm. So now I get to discard and really give myself an advantage by going to something uh, that has uh, go to a planet that has a resource that I want or need. And it's very specific about that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do this with if you're going to play this card, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. For me, what works uh, is what you were touching on, but it's just the simplicity of the rules. Oh yeah, just play a card, draw a card from a different location. Yep. Rinse and repeat. Yep. It's that simple. So then the complexity comes from how you're going to play those cards and how you're going to match them together and how they're going to mesh with each other and all of that is just. Such a brain burner. And oh, I yeah. love it. It it and it's it's good. It really keeps you on your toes. How yeah. how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? How am I gonna make sure I, I get the most points possible? I heard that. Bonk. Bonk. Uh, you know, how am I gonna ensure that I get the most points possible from my hand? How can I make sure I'm gonna get the resources that I need to go with the goal that I want? Yeah. You know. The only thing that didn't work for me, and it's not the game's fault, it's more of the mindset of other players. Again, um, Jack likes to close out the game as fast as he can. I don't know why. It could just be first time playing, too, because when we pull, play games like Azul, where that's not, where like you don't want to get end the game too soon, like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't, you know? So it could just be first time playing. Maybe. Mistake. Maybe. I guess you could say that that's something that comes with more experience with <laughs> the game or, or those with the kinds game, of the games. cards and all um, that. That's really the only thing that didn't work for me again, and that was just a mindset. That's not the game itself. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that didn't work for me, and I think it's. I mean, it all it all makes sense. Uh, it does. Uh, you know, the only thing I didn't use was the die. I didn't use. Oh the die. yeah. See, for me, my issue. Is like I wish there were more of certain colors. Like there are obviously more golds in that deck than right than other colors. Then like, again, I mean, look at how far we got through the deck before the game ended. We did not get very far. We didn't. That's true. 
So there could have been more things, and it just wasn't. I don't know. They, yeah, they just didn't pop up. Right, that's true. You know. So like the the luck factor is like if yeah. you if you need like a pink to show up, we saw one pink the whole game, and that was in I my think. deck. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had that. Yeah. So I would say that you know, like just maybe having more variety or you know more cards available, you know. Oh yeah. Or making those rare cards worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that pink card that I had was pretty worth it. Was that it? Was, oh, yeah. That was one of those, um, if you have this color or this color, pull them from wherever you want from the back of the deck okay. on top of you, and, and you can take that card. <clears throat> so that was a really valuable one. But so, it, it was also one of those ones where it was like, I don't play well with golds, or I don't play well with this kind mm-hmm. of color. Um, so you really had to be like, ooh, <laughs> do I really want to do that? Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of this is high risk, high reward. If you really go on the limb, go out on a limb and be like, this is my strategy. This is what I'm going with. You better hope that it works out for you, that you get lucky to either draw said card that you need Mm -hmm. or somebody completely has a different mindset and just goes, Oh, I'm going to go do this and leaves you wide open. I, I have to say for, for me, the only thing that didn't work for me because I didn't use it was the die. Mm-hmm. I used it twice. You, you, I saw you used it twice. Yeah. I, I, it just I didn't use it. Yeah, I didn't. Well, you didn't ever you didn't need to. You know, no. like I needed it a couple times, so I'm <laughs> I was so glad the option was there. I mean, it it gets tough because you're like, oh man. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the die real quick because I didn't. You know, this is the first time we've really mentioned it. Um. So when I say you draw, you drop, you play a card, and then you draw a card from somewhere else, let's say you don't like any of the cards from the four locations to draw from. Instead, you can take a card from the face-down deck, and then uh, to make up for the not getting a locations bonus, you roll a die, and that will give you a bonus. Right, or the resource that you Yeah, like... It's one of the resources from one of the locations, like Helium or the Sovereign Token there. Right, right. Influence or something like that. So you can still get that influence there, that bonus, even if you don't take a card from one of those locations, which is a really neat way of doing it. Yeah. I like, you know, if I use it, you know, I probably should have a few times, but, you know, <laughs> if I, if I, we play it again and I use it, you know, I'll, I'll probably change on that. Yeah. Um, so what are your final, well, not final thoughts, but what about your favorite moments? My favorite moment was probably the first time, because I wasn't sure, like, I was like, this game could be boring, you know? And so <laughs> I had I'm looking at my well. cards, I'm like, oh, like, what did, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I had my cards ready, I knew what I was going to play next, and then one of the other uh, people at the table like took the card I needed and immediately all my plans crashed down on me. I'm like, and this was like two turns into the game. And I go, Oh crap. (laughs) And and immediately my brain starts like going in like three different pathways of like, well, maybe if I do this, I can do that. Or if I draw this, I can play that. And if I do, you know, I'm like, and that's when I, realized oh this this game has some meat to it this, yeah it's got depth so that was probably my favorite moment when i realized that this game was gonna be something compelling because at first <laughs> at first i was like okay you just draw a card play and then pick up another card and then draw a card and pick up another card i'm like yeah okay like the cards have abilities but what else is there in you know like what? Great. What's next? Yeah. Um, for me, my favorite moment probably came towards the uh, at the end of the game uh, with our last turn. So I had a hand that was a majority of gold, and the gold is is usually worth more. But at the bottom of your card, you get how many points they're worth, along with they're worth this much. But if you have this card and this card, you get this. Or if you have this card and this card, or you get negative so much. Yeah, if, if they're with this guy. Like, then... they don't like each other, so <laughs> you're going to lose these points. And I had one of those. Yep. I had one of those where I went, oh, shit. If I don't get rid of this, <laughs> I'm going to lose 30 points. So I got lucky 
and I laid down my gold, and I was like, oh, yes, I can pick this one up now, and now I can discard this other gold, and because I had that one gold, that actually gave me an extra 10 points. Yep. And then you picked up that gold that I got rid yeah, of. Yeah, because you... <laughs> Octavia was on the board, and one of my characters needed Octavia to get, like, 30 extra points. Yeah, and if <clears throat> my thing was if I had Octavia with another character, they hate each other. Yeah. So I would have lost that 30 points. And you freaking picked Octavia up. I'm like, oh, no. Well, I picked her up. I picked her up, and then... And then you dropped her again. I dropped her, but it was one of those, those rules on it where... If you can, you can pick up the card behind it, but if it's a gold, you don't have to discard her. So it's like, oh, cool. I can pick both of these yeah. back up and then I can discard Octavia where I want and get rid of that toxicity yeah. that she has. Like, ah, I don't need that. So yeah, that kind of worked in both our favor, which is really neat when that stuff kind of, you know, yeah. that kind of thing comes together. I mean, you still beat me. You didn't beat me by a whole lot. Seven points. You something had like, like 185 or 183 or 184 or something like I that. I had 196. Yeah. So. so we were only off by like eight points. Um, and a big thing that helped you was you ended with that sovereign token. Yep. And that gave you what? That gave you like 30 points or something like that. Yeah, I had a character who, like, if you end with the Sovereign Token, you get, like, a crap ton of points. That sucks, because I had another one that was like that. If I would have ended with the Sovereign Token, I would have gotten that extra 30 points. And, of course, the other two that were with us, because they did the whole, like, rush, they, they ended up getting much lower than we did. Yeah. Even though they got their goal first, yeah. they didn't get to play yeah, out. Yeah, I was convinced I was going to lose, because I was trailing in every track. Yeah, I noticed you know? that. I like, noticed that, and then I saw your post. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but I was, I wasn't last on the fleet track, but I was definitely last with helium count and influence. Oh no, dude! I was last with helium count. I I had one. Okay, I had two. Okay, yeah. So. Influence, you were last because yeah. I had I had two, and I think you only had one. One, but. Again, it's a Stegmeier game, and aside from losing those points with the people that you have, again, it's all about being um, conscious mm -hmm. of how your hand is going to stack with in terms of card versus card. Yeah. Just like every Stegmeier game, there is no real, like, backwards momentum. It's all forwards. You're always building. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's what I love about these games that, that they make. It's, it's, it's always you're building, and even if something <laughs> totally screws up what you're going for, you can still come out on top. Yeah, because you're always going to get something. You're right. always going to get some kind of bonus. Right. You're always going to be striving to a goal. And even if you're focused completely on points and you're not doing the goals themselves, like you, you've got that forward momentum mm -hmm. where you can still win the game, even if you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's really, that's, I, that's why I love these games. Yep. I also appreciate that um, just like any other Stonemaier game, there is a solo mode and it's made by Automa Factory. Which means it's got to be, <laughs> be good. I, I haven't played it yet, but it's got to be good. Uh, you know, and all the stuff right here, it's it's self-explanatory. So I'm pretty sure even as a single-player game, you're going to get some pretty good, mm -hmm. you know, uh, deck AI that's going to push back on Exactly. You. There is an Automa deck in, in the box, so, uh, and a separate rule book for how it works, okay. just like Every other Stonemaier game, game out there. So I'm sure it mimics playing against another person pretty well, because that's what they are really good at doing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, let's, I guess our final verdict, Do you, would you recommend this? I definitely would, yeah. I uh, Even for someone that has no idea what this is. No well, idea what this... That's my question for you, because I read the book. Oh, one of the books. I read the book. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I'm pretty so what sure. Do you think? I'm pretty sure. Even if I didn't read that little synopsis, it it would be fantastic. Just reading the synopsis gave me a better idea of why the colors are the way they are. Mm -hmm. But it's really simple. Everything is laid right out there for yeah. you. Did it bother you not knowing why certain named characters could not be with other named characters? Absolutely or? not. I'm pretty positive I've got the gist why certain characters are like, you know what, screw that guy. 
Uh, we don't work well together. Why do reds not like grays? I don't know. Because reds are slaves and grays are the police. Well, that makes complete sense. That's why they, you can't put them together in a deck. That that makes complete sense. Why, why do pink cards... Because they usually ended up like taking other cards, right? Yeah. Do you know why? I don't know. Slave owners? What? No. I don't know. They're prostitutes. Oh, well. <laughs> they must be French. No, that's... Ah. I... <laughs> Yeah, the the pink class are the um the pleasure class, like masseuses. Oh, oh no, we're going to pleasure things oh, like that. Pleasure class. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the technical term is for them, but that's like their role. The escort class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, even so, without knowing this stuff, it it's still yeah. like you can't have this with this. Yeah. Do like, to, do you really need to know? No. No. This is just part of the game. Don't do it. Yeah. I you mean, know. it's just like any other card game, you know, like, you know, hearts or things like that. Why, why, why do, you know, hearts your trump this or whatever, you know, like, why does the suit trump that suit? Like, oh, because, because. because, and you know, it's the same thing. If you write, read the book, then you're like, oh yeah, I get that. You know, I understand, but you don't need to. Cause the game just says, don't put this don't card do with it. that card. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so, oh, well, the game says not to, I guess I shouldn't. Yeah. Or there's one where, um, the lawyer wants to be with whites, but preferably like you get like 13 bonus points if he's with other white cards. But if he's with the judge, he get you get like 25 bonus points instead of 13. Oh, that's that's the whole brown noser situation. Right I there. guess so. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't gotten to the judge in the books yet. He come he must come later in the series. Oh, goodness. so and oh, the yeah. lawyer and all that. Like I haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, you like you can put it together, you yeah. know, like like we just deduced right there. You know, you can figure it out pretty easily on. Your mm -hmm. So, um, guys, this is it's a solid game. If you want a good card game that will make you think, and I go go for Red Rising. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. I like it. I really do. Then again, you know, I like just about every game we play. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. no, this is a, this was a good one. Um, it was an easy pickup, and mm -hmm. that's the thing. It 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 is an easy pickup. It is a fairly quick game if you want that, it to it be. Or took it us about forty five minutes, and then another five to score. Right. Scoring is that is a lot to figure out. Uh, but yeah, bad. but after you, f you know, after you figure out like, oh, well, that okay, that's what these are. Oh, okay, yeah, that's where these points yeah. come from. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it's not that bad. Again, it's just one of those times, one of those things where you take your time. When it gets to that section, uh, just find it in the instruction booklet and it'll tell you. Yep. It'll, it'll literally hold your hand through everything if you need it to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's pretty much all we got tonight. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening down the pipeline. As we said, we have Godzilla coming up with oh, yeah. a hope, hopefully a guest. To... I'm, I'm hoping we can get a guest. It was, it's my buddy who lent us the game. Um, he's never had a chance to play it because none of his friends wanted to play it. Yeah. And he didn't, and he know, really doesn't yeah. have, and he's not really like a board gamer from the sounds of it. Cause no. he, he couldn't grasp the rule book and no, he's like, Hey, can you guys learn it? Review it? Yeah. Teach me. Uh, and that's his biggest thing, like, learn the game so I can play it. Like, yeah, dude, that's that's, that's what we do. Um, so, yeah, hopefully when when we get uh, we get time to get him in, we can we can sit down, play a game, and, and we'll have him as a guest. And he's a big kaiju fan, so uh, <laughs> I think yeah. he's going to have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Another one, I don't think I've told you this yet. Uh -huh. Leader Games is sending me a copy of Root. It was supposed to be here today, but it got delayed. delayed. FedEx. I hate it. can't stand FedEx. Yeah. But Root is the one we talked about in the E3 discussion where um, it is a war game, but you are forest critters. Oh, yes. And each Ooh. faction plays 100% differently than the other faction. Ah, okay. This one sounds like something that we will need to play multiple times, yeah. I think, before we actually do a, a review. Yeah, and, well, and it's the opposite of this where we said this game is easy to pick up and play. No. no. Okay. Rue is going to be one of the most complex games we've ever reviewed. Because every, every faction is going to have their own rule book, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, this... like... 
because even when I, in the E3 discussion, I said, um, like, if you played Mario and then you played Call of Duty, they're wildly different games, but they still use the same controller or yeah, a similar same. controller. Mm-hmm. They, you know, left stick moves you, right stick moves the camera, things like that. Root, nothing is the same <laughs> <laughs> except the board you're playing on. I, uh, like, right. nothing is the I same. I like this. I like this. So, um. so yeah, I'm, I'm excited because these guys make a lot of asymmetry games. They offered, um, to send others when we're done with this one as well. Because another one they have is a game called Vast, where you are people exploring a dungeon. Oh, God. Or, like, a cave. <laughs> one person plays the cave. <laughs> and okay. Then, and then, like, another person plays the goblins living in the cave. And one person plays a knight who's going in to kill the goblins. And <laughs> I like this. Oh, my God. So these guys are, like, all about asymmetry and everything. So I can't wait to try out some of their games. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, guys, if you know any <laughs> games that you would like to... Uh, Hear us review yep. or have us play. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit Ignore us up Dan's on... chewing as he I'm ate sorry. some salami there. Um, it's swallowed. past midnight, man. It's like time for me to eat. My midnight snack, man. My midnight snack. <laughs> Other things down the pipeline I want to uh, <laughs> Besides what just went down mine. Um, <laughs> is three people that we've interviewed current. They all have their Kickstarters running right now. Yes, go check them out. Yep, Mate and Bogey's Conspiracy has about... Two weeks left by the time okay. this goes live. Uh, a little uh, less than two weeks. You know, uh, I, I got to, you sent me the link of everything that went live. It looks great. Their page setup looks phenomenal. Yes. And of course, the game itself. Now we got to talk to them. We got to see all. Well, not all. I really want to play. We this got game. to see the artwork. Really want to play. It this looks game. like a fantastic game, guys. If you heard our interview with that, go support them. Uh, our friend Eric has just... Uh, his game has funded. Yep, his game has been funded. Uh, that's uh, Party Wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did get to play that. Uh, in fact, you and Shanna did um, a bit a of video a, review, review. a video review on it. I'm sorry I, I couldn't have been there. I'm really upset. I really wanted to do that one. Yeah. Uh, that one was a ton of fun. Uh, so good. We even went full out and we did the drinking aspect of it. So, guys, if you are the drinking legal age, do it. In moderation. Responsibly. Responsibly, in moderation. Uh, it is so much fun. Yes. I am really surprised none of us got drunk. Yeah. Okay. I'm and surprised you or me didn't get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, Seismic has gone live, which is the biggest freaking game um, I like from a first-time designer I've ever seen. And it looks incredible. Oh, it looks and now, so of course, good. you showed me some of the, you know, you showed me the page again for him. And guys, if you can't back the deluxe, the deluxe edition, which is all the 3D printed pieces and all the really yeah. cool looking stuff, uh, don't fret. They have a $99, $99 retail version that has the same components just in a cardboard format and it looks, looks stellar. Really, yeah, I the, mean, even without the the 3D pieces or the, the the plastic pieces, the cardboard looks phenomenal. It looks just as good. It, it really does. does. I I'm actually kind of torn. I kind of want to get you to get the the deluxe. Oh, I already backed the deluxe. You already one. backed the deluxe. I would love to get the the retail and just compare because they yeah. both look so cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jason, the designer, he. They found a way to stand up the cardboard tiles by slotting the hexes that they stand in. Ah, and that's just, I mean... Such a great idea. If you, if you can't think of, you know, or not think, if, you, if, you, if you're stuck on something, you know, start, start brainstorming, innovation. Yeah, like you know, how has just, no one thought of this before, you I know? Don't, you know, I think they have, and but that's I something don't he think said. it's something that anybody's like really caught on to. I'm pretty sure someone else has gone out there and went, we can do this. But he seems to be the only one that was like, why don't I just make it part of the actual, you know, hex? Yeah. Which yeah. is brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Genius. Like, and he said he, he took everything he loved from all of his favorite games and then things that they were lacking, he improved upon, and that like he really did. Yeah, you know, he and that's really did. Great, that's great. That shows that not only does he love the hobby, but 
he's willing to push boundaries and make things better for other people. Yep. Give other people ideas that they can improve upon. Yep. That he himself has, you know, has already done. And that's great. That I want to see more of that in this uh, in this industry. Yep. We're already, you know, I mean, we've been seeing it for decades with video games. And I, I'm really glad that we can start seeing something similar with board games. Yep. Um, so, guys, now we're just rambling on about some other <laughs> I things. I know. We're just talking about other things now. Um, but, again, if you get a chance and you want to go and take a look at those games, take a look at uh, um, Seismic. Take a look at um, Party Wanted, Party Wanted, and Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy. Oh, sorry, Conspiracy. Uh, check them out. They, they, yeah, they all look like great. Well, Party Wanted. Party is a One great game. is a fantastic. We've, game. we've already played that one, so we know the other two look, <laughs> fantastic. look fantastic. Uh Definitely. De- if you de- if you can't afford it, at least give it a give it a look. Um, and share the link. Like share get, it. Yeah. Get the word out there. Help these first-time designers get their games made. Like um, seriously, it makes all the difference just to share the link. Exactly. You know, the more these get funded, the more confidence these people are going to have to start making more games, more innovative games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you know, this is an industry that's only growing. Yep. And it, yep. we need more innovation. So for sure, share the love. Yeah. And again, if you uh, would like to. Message us about anything, really. Like, you know, we, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, visit us at gamesoverboard.com. There, there's a contact page where you can email us. Or uh, just email us directly um, and skip the website part by emailing us at gamesoboard at gmail.com. You know, I never get any fan mail, but I mean, you have access to everything, so maybe you're hiding it from me. You think you would get fan mail no i'd probably get hate mail <laughs> <laughs> no well house exorcism is the only one who, that's gotten fan mail so ah, son of a gun guys yeah, guys come on yeah we yeah I, I would love to get some i the only other mail that games overboard gets is when i talk to designers about setting up oh, interviews oh, so oh. Uh, maybe we can get some hate mail from them <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's getting late. Uh, thank you guys for, you know, tuning in with us. Um, we appreciate it. As always. For those who listen to us on Spotify and uh, iTunes and all those, uh, like like the podcast, give it a review. Uh, that makes all the difference for our visibility and helping yeah, us grow. So with that, have a great week, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace out.